Let's rise to our feet as we begin to shout a victory, amen.
Welcome to New Beginnings Church. It's so awesome to have you guys tonight. I'm so excited to see what God's going to do in all of our lives today. We lift up his name, the name of Jesus. Come on, let's declare what we believe in, what he's done in our lives.
the Savior, the Chosen One, the Beloved, the God above all kings, the King above all kings. That's what the name of Jesus stands for. That's who our Messiah is, and that's who we praise in this place. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you. Woo! We lift up your name. Wow. Pastor Richard, would you come up and join us as we do communion in this place? I know y'all are just ready to worship. And communion is so much a part of worship. Just say, thank you, Jesus. God, you're good. You are so amazingly good. You love us so much. You demonstrated that love to us. You demonstrated that love to us. You showed us over and over of your love and mercy. Father, thank you. Lord, we pray moments of celebration over our salvation that you would give your son thank you Lord thank you God we are praying with the Mirabal family that today they feel justice was finally served for the murder of their grandson God peace over them a family lost their son today Lord he's going to prison be with them Father God we pray for the sick. Mr. Casados just came out of surgery and we pray complete healing and restoration. Roland, our, one of our teachers, Lord, thank you that they got all the cancer. We pray complete recovery and healing. Father, there's other things, Lord, that are heavy on our heart. We just pray that, Lord, you minister. Minister supernaturally. Minister abundantly. Minister in a way, Lord God, that, Father, your name's going to be glorified. Father God, for the one that came in broken, heal them. Restore them. For the one that came in empty, fill them to overflowing. For the one that came seeking, let them find. Though came knocking, let them hear the door open. And Lord, let them receive. Father, we pray that you prepare our hearts for communion. So forgive us of all of our sins, Lord. Help us to forgive those that have sinned against us. Father, we thank you and love you. We pray in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Quietly be seated. Get your communion element. If you need one, just raise your hand and they'll get one over to you. But as we take communion tonight... There's several up front. As, as we take communion, I want to remind you that the communion originally started as a Passover. It was when Moses was going to lead the people out of bondage. And they had the Passover meal. And they said, if anyone's sick, pray for healing and God healed them he caused their clothes to grow for the next 40 years he caused their shoes to grow those that were sick were healed and they, they were able to leave 
completely free and delivered and restored. So tonight, Lord, we remember the words in the night that you were betrayed because you took the bread and you broke it and you gave thanks and you said, take this all of you and eat it and do this in remembrance of me. So remember your forgiveness that you received because of his death and resurrection. Remember his provision of what he's provided for you. And remember that he's gonna always meet your every need. So Lord, we thank you for that. This is the body of Christ we remember. In Jesus' name, amen, you may eat the bread. Then he took the bread of the cup. He gave thanks and he gave it to the disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. That's a new covenant I'm making. He says, I'm not going to drink from this cup again until I come back. That's my promise. I'm coming back. It's just like the song says, man, <laughs> I believe in the resurrection. I, I believe he's coming back. We just finished singing that. Now we're going to testify that we believe that. So he took the cup and gave thanks. and He said, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For it's the power of freedom, deliverance. It breaks the yoke that keeps us bound to sin. So, Lord, we claim the blood of Jesus over our life and over our family and our loved ones. In Jesus' name, this is the blood of Christ. Stand to your feet and celebrate and continue to sing as a testimony of worship and praise. Amen. You were the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation. Now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ. My King, what a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus, you didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a wonderful name. 
are the Messiah. You are the Redeemer. You are the Eliohim, the Adonai, the El Shaddai. And it's because of all of those things that we call upon your name. We know that you are greater than the chains. We know that you are greater than the darkness. And we declare that in your name in this place right now. We call on your name. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. Oh, shout it out, church. Declare his power in this. The heavens are roaring. Roar with the heavens. where we stand on holy ground we give you praise and stand in awe of your glory we stand in awe of the fact that you have chosen us to be your sons and daughters Lord we want to live up to that standard every day would you just be with us as we do that as we try every day to live out the purpose for which you have called us, Lord. We live, we live in a tough world at this time where there is 
things going on around us in our city and things going around us in our family and in our state and in our nation, Heavenly Father. And right now in this place, we just pray for all of those things. We don't have control over the violence in this city, Heavenly Father. All we have control of sometimes and sometimes not even all the time, but it's, it's, it's only our own actions. And those things that happen around us like the events at Calvary Church. Heavenly Father, we don't have control, but we know who does. We know that it's you. And we pray your power and your grace over all of that that's happening right now. We don't have control over what happens in this state or whether or not we have a drought, but we know the God who does and we know that that's you. And we proclaim your victory over all of those things that afflict us. We don't have power over what happens in this nation, but we know that you do. And we pray your we pray your grace and glory over those things. We don't have power over anything that happens in this world, but we know that you are the God of this entire world. And you have authority over it. And we claim your power over it in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for those needs that are here in this place right now. Some people walked in in victory and we praise God for that. Some people walked in hurting. Some people have lost family members. Some people just are here because they don't know where else to go. So we pray over those individual needs that are sitting here in this place right now. That your presence fill them to overflowing. That they hear the words that they need to hear, whether it be from Pastor Richard or it be from the ushers or from the person sitting next to them, Heavenly Father. We pray that you would fulfill that need in only the way that you can do. In your name we pray, amen. Hey church, it's so awesome to see you guys. Would y'all just turn to one another and greet each other before you take your seat in this place. Good evening, church family. How are we doing tonight? Good, good, good. Are we ready to see what God has for us tonight? Yeah. We have some friendly people in the place. I told them to say hello to the people that are next to them, and they're just walking all the way across <laughs> to say hello to her. Man, what an awesome that's church just we how, have. That's yeah. just how new beginnings is. We're just so loving and welcoming, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's right. Well, church, before we get started with the word tonight, we just have a few announcements for you guys to kind of keep you up, up to date on what's going on. And if you're new, to let you know what we're doing here at New Beginnings. Um, in case you didn't see up front when you were walking in, we have a big red tent uh, up in the front. Over there, our Christian education classes for this fall are about to start in just a short few weeks. And we want to encourage you to go look at the classes, see what there is to sign up. There's such, um, there's so many good things when you go and sign up and you get in those classes, you meet people, you get to know their story, and you get to share each other's uh, love, 
you get to share each other's stories. You get to connect with different people. Um, there's a lot of classes. We have uh, the Christian, right, Christian Women Connection. We have a lot of theology classes. We have uh, discipleship classes, which I really encourage you guys to do. And what class are you teaching? I am teaching. <laughs> I am teaching a new class here um, called College and Career. I'm so excited to actually be starting it for sure. Um, is there anyone here between the ages of 18 and 25? Show of hands. Right. Awesome. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, I encourage you guys to come talk to me. Um, it's going to be an awesome class. Uh, I just want to encourage you as you start to, you know, think about the choices you're about to make in your life, about the career, college, starting a family. Just uh, come find me, and I'll, and I'll tell you more about it, but that's something that we're starting soon. That's a shout-out for AJ's class. Um, I, think, I think education is a lifelong pursuit, so it doesn't matter. If you're not 18 through 25, there's still a bunch of other classes for you out there. There is always something that you can learn, so take a look. Um, next thing that I just wanted to talk to you guys real quick is trunk or treat. Uh, always an exciting, happy, fun time. Um, it's October 29th this year from 6 p.m. I believe that's on a Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, a Saturday evening. But, you know, a good time for um, you to bring your family, uh, you to bring your neighbors, you to bring um, your adult children, because we don't discriminate. We hand out candy to all ages. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if you... <laughs> <laughs> She, she wants some. She wants us to hand out some rice krispie treats and brownies and all That's kinds. Right. Of, I, I would show up for that too. Um, but listen, uh, if you feel like you want to participate, you can't be there that night. We would take donations of candy. You can help decorate a trunk. You can invite people. Um, it's just a good time of sharing, and it's also a good time to build with the community. So if maybe somebody you've been trying to invite to church, you don't think that they quite would make it here on a Sunday morning, but they're wide awake on a Saturday night and they would come for candy, then maybe this is the time to invite them out, and um, maybe they would hear something here on Saturday night while they're getting candy out of someone's trunk that, that would change their life in a way that would Definitely. not otherwise change, right? It's so fun. I love seeing everyone all dressed up, too. I think that's one of my favorite parts is we get to dress up however we want, and it's so cool, and it's not even weird. Uh, <laughs> um, another... Yeah. Another thing that's coming up soon, we've been talking about it for, I don't even know how many months now, um, but the celebration of our pastors, Pastor Richard and Pastor Cindy, 40 years of ministry. Yes, they have done so much to not only everyone here that attends New Beginnings, but to our community, to our families, and even to our city, and sometimes even to our entire state of New Mexico. And the weight that they must have carried and the things that they had sacrificed are unimaginable. And we just want to celebrate everything they've done to uh, help us and for most especially the kingdom, kingdom of God. Amen. And last week we unveiled some extra new details about that. You can take a look up there. Uh, tickets are available. I still believe they're selling tickets out there. They're getting close to, to um, running out of those tickets. You might want to take a look at it. There's also um, for sale on our website or on our app. Anything that we talk about, of course, is also there. Um, last thing I wanted to point out real quick, you know how you run around town and you see other churches that have their decals on the back of their car, and you're like, hey, what's going on? Well, guess what? Y'all can get a decal. It's now That's available. Right. They're for purchase. there in the newbie kids sections for $2. We can flash our colors. 
represent. We can represent. <laughs> represent. <laughs> it doesn't say Jesus. It doesn't say that. It says New Beginnings Church. But y'all can get your decals, um, put them on your car. It's another way of, of letting people know that we are in the city, that we are a presence, and um, let's, let's get it done. But listen, all that we do in this place, everything that you've heard about, the classes out there, the Everything that happens in these four walls and outside of the walls, including the outreach ministries that we have in the food, none of that is possible without your faithful giving. And we want to thank you, church, Absolutely. that you have made it possible for, all, for us to do these thank things. Thank you. The kingdom of God grows because the faithful giving of those who participate, and we thank you for your faithfulness. If you'd like to give tonight, as always, the boxes are near the doors. You can give on your app. You can give, um, I think you can even go online now. I'm not yep. sure. But, um, and, and as always, everything we talked about is online and on your app. Or you can stop us and ask us questions. If we don't know, we would find out. We will point you to the right direction. Or as me mom, my mom would always say, el que todo lo sabe y que no lo compone, which means if I don't know it, I'll make it up on the spot and it'll sound good. That's right. If I can tell you, make it. Well, church, we want to say thank you. And just last, last but not least, I don't, we don't want to embarrass anyone, but is anyone visiting our church for the very first time tonight? Yorki, would you mind standing up? We just want to say welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much. And if you're joining online for the first time as well, welcome. Uh, without further ado. And with that, would you all welcome Pastor Richard Mansfield. Thank you, Roxy and AJ. Appreciate you guys. It's always a joy to have the youth worshiping with us on a Wednesday night, but then they take off to their class. So youth, you all are dismissed to go to your class and to just tear it up in the presence of God. Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm uh, doing this sermon series called In Quest of Happiness. People are trying to fulfill their lives and find satisfaction in a lot of very destructive things. Uh, and I'm not just talking about drugs and alcohol, including that, but we get ourselves wrapped up into stuff that messes us up. It just messes us up. Uh, some people get, you know, now that we have a different kind of programming like Netflix and Hulu and all the others, there's people that'll binge watch. So they'll, there's seven series, and they'll watch all seven series in three days. And they're like zombies. And then they show up to work very ineffective, and they don't know what they're looking for, and they're trying to be satisfied. And they're like, that was weird. It was fun. But it was like, now what? I'm, I'm still hungry. And, and people are hungry and we use words like starving. Oh my gosh, I'm starving. I hope pastor doesn't take forever to preach because I haven't eaten since early this morning. I'm starving. Well, you might be hungry, but we're not starving. You haven't seen starvation until you really see people that haven't eaten for days. And they're broken and they're hurting. And they don't know what they're what they're even facing anymore. Some of them start losing their mind because they haven't gotten nourishment. And God is telling us in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 6, he says right there, God blesses those who hunger and thirst 
for justice, for righteousness, for God, for him, for they will be satisfied. They will be satisfied. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we could understand how to really be satisfied with your presence, with your love and your mercy. And I pray in Christ's name, amen. You know, I think there's people that are starving emotionally, and I think there's people that are starving just psychologically, and they're empty, and they are hungry, but they're not hungry for food. They're hungry for, for, for something that they can't seem to get satisfied. I don't know if you've ever gotten a midnight urge, and you got up at midnight, and you go to the refrigerator, and you just stare at it. You don't even know what you want. You're just staring, and you're staring. Or you open the cupboard, and you're staring. And then finally, you go, okay, I'll get this and this. And you go, and you eat a little bit. And you go to bed, and you're like, hmm, I'm still kind of hungry. That didn't do much. Because we're constantly looking for something else. And God is saying, don't you understand? I want to satisfy you. I want to meet your every need. I want to take care of you. And I'll do that if you allow me. And we need to hunger and thirst for the things of God. So the first question I want to try to answer is, why are so many people so unsatisfied? There's a lot of people unsatisfied. They're not happy anymore. They're looking and searching and searching and looking, but they can't seem to just find what they want. It's like a kid at Christmas. They're looking and looking, and they're opening all these gifts, and when it's all said and done, they're playing with the boxes because they just don't know what they want. They're just looking for more and more and more. And the Bible says that it's because we're looking in the wrong place. People are trying to find lasting satisfaction and pleasure. So they're constantly looking for something different. They take a cruise. Some cruise up central and some literally go on a, on a ship and they, they go out in the ocean and they go for a cruise. That's what someone asked me the other day. Have you ever taken a cruise? And I go, yeah, man. They go, really, you and Cindy? I go, yeah. We started on tramway and we went all the way around. And then they're like, oh, come on. I go, that's the only cruise I've ever taken. Cindy's never been really excited about a cruise, so we've never gone. But you know what? There's people looking for satisfaction in retirement, and they want to retire in luxury. And, and I, I, I was talking to someone just last week, and they retired, and now they're going to go back to work because they're bored out of their mind. They're going crazy. They're going, I'm still young. I don't even know why I retired. Everyone just told me I should retire. There's a guy that I know that comes to church here. They, his daughters kept saying, well, you're already 65, retired. They threw him a big old retirement party. And he goes, I'm not retiring. I'm going to work till 70. <laughs> and he kept working. <laughs> it's like, because people are looking for something. They want to travel the world. They want to go here. They go there. Then I'll be happy. If I only do this, then I'll be happy. If I only do that, then I'll be happy. And then you do it and you're like, well, now what? What's next? In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 8, it says right there that everything is worrisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we're never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are not content. Isn't that the truth? You're just seeking for more and more and more and more. 
be in commercials. This case satisfies. One cup will do ya. Oh, smoke our cigarettes. It's satisfying. Do this, do that, do that. Have sex. It's satisfying. Oh, go for a jog. It's satisfying. Do this. I mean, and yet nothing satisfies. Because what you're looking for is far deeper than your flesh, far deeper than your desire. It's something deep within your heart that you're seeking, and until you find it, you'll never be satisfied. We've got to understand. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24, it says, He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. It's talking about Jesus, that Jesus chose to take our pain. He chose to take our sin. He chose to take all of our burdens on his shoulders instead of enjoying life like you and I think we are supposed to. We need to seek him. Another reason people are unsatisfied is because people are trying to find lasting satisfaction in performance. Look how I did. Look how I did. Look how I did. You know how it is. Some of you are massive workaholics. You work, 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 work. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I have three jobs. I have two jobs. I have one job, but I work 12 hours a day, eight days a week. It's like, no, words, you never stop. Some of you go, yeah, yeah, I do that, yeah. There's only seven days a week, not in your week, because you just cram so much in. You just don't know how to, how to because you want to perform and perform and, and you want the accolades and you want the plaques on the wall and you want to be able to, to be able to say, I'm the greatest, I'm the employee of the month. This guy got employee of the month and I go, what does employee of the month get? They go, get the, they get the parking space up front. I go, I, don't, I, I didn't know you had a car. He goes, I don't. He goes, I take the bus so I can't even get the, the parking space. So I go, what did you do? He goes, I rented it out for a week. He really did. No, he really did. He said, hey, I, I, I can't park. So he, he let people at work park there because it was right up front. And I go, oh, my gosh. But see, we're looking for satisfaction. And we want, the, we want the picture on the wall. We want to be able to be recognized. We want to be able to say, I'm the greatest. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2, verse 23, it says, their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. Hijola, a lot of you are going, I know, I know, I know. It is all meaningless. Man, where they're worried about all this stuff and all this stuff and all this stuff. And I don't know why it is that at nighttime, maybe it's because you finally have some quiet around you. Then your mind starts going, oh, do I, oh yeah, I got to remember that. I, gotta, I saw a guy today at a meeting I was at, and, and he goes, hey, Richard, I called you. I go, yeah, yeah I know. You called me, and I forgot to call you back because I really try to be real good about that. And I go, I forgot to call you back, and it was about 1130 at night. I went, oh, my goodness, I didn't call him back. And I go, I'm a night owl. You're not, so I didn't call you back. But I knew I was going to see you here, so hopefully you'll forgive me. He goes, oh, yeah, of course I forgive you. I go, good, because I'm still not going to call you. Because <laughs> no, like, we talked. But, 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 but we just get so busy. 
Look what it says in Ecclesiastes 2, verse 21. Some people work wisely with knowledge and skill. They must leave the fruit of their efforts to someone who hasn't worked for it. This, too, is meaningless, a great tragedy. In other words, you work, you work, you work, you work, you die, and someone else gets to enjoy all your work. Or you work, you work, you work, you work, you work, and get sick, and while you're at home sick, they're going, yeah, you know, I helped them out. Yeah, I, I helped Richard out, yeah. The only thing they did is helped you out the door to go to your car because you were sick. Because, see, they're looking for satisfaction in performance. They're trying to, to earn their way. They're trying to get that. Another reason is, is, is people are trying to find last, uh, lasting satisfaction in possessions. People are trying to find lasting satisfaction in possessions. The one with the most toys wins. Who came up with that? Some of you have toys you haven't even played with. Yeah, I have a four-wheeler. Oh, really? You go four-wheeling? Yeah, I haven't had time because I have three jobs to pay for it all. But, uh, but, I, but I got it. I got it. Man, hey, you have a boat? That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to take it out in the lake because I'm just too busy. Wow, you have a motorcycle? Yeah, yeah, it's been t- gathering dust because I don't have time. I could go on and on and on because we want more and more and more. And we want so more and more and we don't even know why we want more. That's why places like Family Dollar or what's it called, Dollar Tree, do so well. They're not even a dollar anymore. They used to be, a, everything's a dollar. Now everything's a dollar twenty-five, and some are all the way up to $5. And we still complain. And we still walk out with 20 items that you don't even need. But I got such a good deal. I got such a good deal. It's like, what's wrong with us? We just want more and more and more and more and more. It's like we think we're going to... And, and, and then the products even say, satisfaction guaranteed. Or your money back. You never go get your money back. You're all dissatisfied and all bumped up, but you, there you are. I, I got my satisfaction. Man, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10, says those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. That definitely adds to your happiness. You get to have a lot of fun, even more fun than if you didn't have money. But you know what? I've been flat broke before and had a blast. We didn't have a whole lot of money. Cindy and I decided we're going to put our money in the church and, and in our children. And they went to private school, and we weren't making that kind of money to send them to private school, but we did. My son has his daughter at a, at a private school, and he goes, how did you guys afford it? I go, well, we didn't. That's why I was working three jobs. And I really did. I had three jobs. I go, we just made some decisions that, but you know what? He goes, but God, we used to have so much fun. We just had a lot of fun. We, we had dates that didn't cost a lot of money. I'm so grateful. My wife is not an expensive date. 
we really do go on a cruise, and sometimes we stop right there at the doghouse, get a root beer float and a foot long. Hijola, go right across the street, the little park, and sit there. And we just look into each other's eyes going, Ay. She's looking at my eyes saying, I love you, Richard. And I'm looking at her eyes saying, are you going to finish that or can I have it? <laughs> you think I'm joking, don't you? <laughs> See, we're looking for satisfaction in all the wrong things. We, we're just trying, if I could have more, if I could have more, if I could have more. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with us. So then the, the secret of satisfaction for people is, is something that we can really have, and, and, and it really isn't a secret, yet we think it is because we haven't discovered it yet. We haven't discovered it. Look, look what it says right there in, in Psalm 37, verse 4. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you your heart's desires. Now, see, we think that means that he's going to give us what we want. It's not saying that. It says he's going to give you your heart's desires. That means he's going to pour into you the things that your heart are supposed to desire. Are you with me? In other words, you start desiring to spend more time with him. Like, man, do you remember when you fell in love the first time? Remember? Remember? I remember. Orale. I married her. We used to be in high school together. And I'd walk her to her class, and then I'd go to my class, and she'd write me a note in class. Hi, Richard, I can't wait to see you next period when you walk me to the next class. Like if it was, oh, these hours, that, these minutes that have gone by without you. <laughs> Do you still hunger for God like that? God, I can't wait, God. God, I, I can't wait. God, it's, I, I just love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. We were having a, a staff devotional and and, and Melissa challenges us to spend time with God. And, and Tomas goes, that's why on my work cart, I always have my Bible open. He goes, that way as I'm working, I glance down and I go, oh, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how some people whistle while you work? <laughs> Not him. He preaches while he works. No, really. You see him walking around, glory, amen, and I'm like, who are they talking to? <laughs> but he does. He, he lights up a room when he walks in, man. I'm not kidding you. My wife says that all the time. She goes, man, don't you just love Tomas' zeal? And I go, yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. No, it really is awesome. It's awesome. I go, man, I love your zeal. Now get back to work. <laughs> but, but you know what? It's, 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 it's something that you, you want to be there. You see, he gives you the desires. He gives you the things that you're going to long for now. 
He gives you the things that you're going to want now. The things that you're going to need now. The things that you can't wait to be there. Those things that you say, God, this is so rich. I, 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 I can't believe I never looked at your word like this. And there's times you don't even understand it. Some people say, I read the Bible, I don't understand it. Well, don't try to read the whole Bible all at once. Read maybe, start off with maybe five verses and say, God, what are you trying to tell me in these verses here? What are you trying to tell me in this, what I just read? What are you trying to help me understand? Because I really want to understand it. So guide me, Lord. Show me because I'm seeking you. I want to delight in the Lord. See, I can't wait to be in his presence. It's like Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Oh, my gosh. Look, I got a phone call from my cousin from Juarez. And she called me up and she goes, hey, I'm going to be in Albuquerque. Is there any way I could go by and see you? And I go, I'd love to see you. And so she came, and I got to spend 45 minutes with her because I had a packed day, and I go, I hate doing this to you, but I, I've got appointments that I can't cancel. She goes, I understand, but I was like a little kid. My prima's coming. My prima, I was there going, ya viene mi prima, me va venir mi prima. My cousin's going to come. My cousin's going to come. And she goes, Tony. And I go, Rebecca. And everyone goes, who's Tony? <laughs> And that's what my family called me because my middle name's Anthony. And, and, but it was a joy to be able to see her. That's how we ought to be with Jesus. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. Amen. Jesus, what are you going to show me today? Oh, you love me? Oh, Jesus, thank you. You miss me, Lord? Oh, wow, thank you, Lord. You want to bless me? Yes, you have. You see, he wants us to spend time together. And, and it brings me to the third thing that I want to say is that then, so how then do we experience real satisfaction in our life? Then if, if we really understand what doesn't satisfy us and, and we understand what does satisfy us, then how do we really get there? Well, the very first thing we have to do is recognize a real hunger. See, sometimes we say, I'm fine, I'm fine. People go, hey, man, how you doing? Good, 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 good. How you doing spiritually? Fine, fine, fine. I'm blessed by the best. I'm too blessed to be stressed. And you're <laughs> like, yeah, you look real peaceful. Yeah, you really do. Come on, let's be real. You don't have to pour out your whole, oh, life is horrible. But you know what? You could just say, you know what? I'm, I'm walking faithfully, but I've been challenged. I'm facing some challenges. You don't have to go into all the details. Uh, you don't know what my husband's been like, my wife has been like, my kids have been like. You don't have to go there. Just say, you know what? All I know is I have a real hunger for God. I have a real hunger for God. I can't wait to spend time with God. I have a hunger and a, a thirst for him. I want to be with him. Look what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. 
Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Now see, listen, put, put the scripture back up real quick. Put it back up. Look, it says, he did it. He let you go hungry to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. See, he let us go hungry. Thank you. You can take it down. Hear me. Look, sometimes God allows you to go through situations to get your attention. He allows you to go through some of the struggles you go through so you could cry out to God. So that when you're going through it, you go, oh, God in heaven, please help me. Please help me. Please. I was meeting with some people the other day, and I joke around, and I say, man... I thought I knew how to pray until I met my children. And I'm like, oh, God, help me. God, help me. Help me. My son, God, help me. My daughter, help me. And I was with some fam- this family, and I go, yeah. And they were, they were family, different family members. I go, didn't you know that the kids taught them how to pray? And they go, what? I go, yeah, the kids came along, and they go, oh, God, help us, help us. And they started laughing, but isn't that the truth? When you're going through a trial, when you're going through a hiccup in life, don't you find yourself screaming out to God? Don't you find yourself saying, God, I need you right now? God, I don't know what to do. God, right now, I really am perplexed, Lord. I don't know how to reach my son. My son, my daughter is out there. God, my mom and dad are out there. My grandma and grandpa, my cousins and relatives, my friends and neighbors are out there. God, please. You cry out to him. So you got you to gotta admit that you're in hunger, that you're hungry for God. You're hungry for his presence. You're hungry for his wisdom. You're hungry for his understanding. You're saying, God, I need to know what to do and how to do it because it seems like I keep messing up and finding myself in a mess. So God, help me. Then the next thing you need to do is Stop eating junk food, spiritual junk food. Quit digesting on garbage. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Now, God is good, amen? But some people just go around, God is good, God is good, God is good. You know what? Yes, he is, but get into the word. Get into the word. Start reading the word. Oh, I go to this church, but they're not feeding me, so now I'm going to another church, and they fed me for a while, but I'm still hungry. Then learn how to eat. I understand if you're not a Christian or you barely became one and you don't know how to get into the Word yet, but let me tell you something. Why do you think ministries such as Under His Construction and Frontline Resurrection and God's Warehouse teach you how to read the Word and get in the Word and Teen Challenge helps you to read the Word and get in the Word because the Word of God is going to sustain you when no one else is there by you. You're going to find a strength. But no, we feed junk food. Oh, I listen, I listen to kingdom music. I, I listen to Brian Trejo. 
And I, I'm glad you do. But that's not going to be the only thing that's going to fill you. Am I connecting with anyone tonight? Do you hear what I'm saying? Because we find ourselves trying to feed all this junk food. Look what it says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 2. It's why spend your money on food that does not give you strength. Why pay for food that does not do does you no good? Man, listen to me, he says, and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Man, you're going to get satisfied coming here. You're going to get the word of God. We're going to serve you a T-bone steak. The reason it's a T, it's because it's a shape of the cross. And you're going to eat the word, and you're going to get nourished and strengthened, and you're going to quit getting all these little, well, I, I, read, I read one verse today, and it's the shortest verse in the entire Bible, Jesus wept. I read my verse today. Come on, you need to start getting real. You need to start getting into things that are going to get into you. And another thing we need to do is we need to start looking for Christ for satisfaction. You need to find Jesus. Jesus will satisfy you. Jesus will take care of your every need. If you have a craving, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He will satisfy every craving you have. Spiritual craving, I mean body craving, a mind craving, a spirit craving. No matter what kind of craving you have, he will take care of your every need. Let me tell you something. When a foreign country or even a country here that goes through hurricanes and floods and all that. Do you know that when they take relief food, the first kind of food they take is flour because that way they can make bread because bread is filling. And what did Jesus say in John chapter 6, verse 35? I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. He says, you're never going to be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He's saying, listen to me. I love you, and I want to take care of you, and I want you to come to know that because I'm going to meet your every need. In John 6, verse 51, he says, I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer so the world may live, is my flesh. That's why when we had bread tonight and we held that and it's his flesh, we're remembering what he said and what he did. And we're saying, I believe that, Lord. I believe you suffered, died, and was buried. I believe that on the third day you rose again, and I believe you're coming back. Thank you, Lord. I eat this in remembrance of you. See, he's the bread of life. He's the one that's going to meet your every need. He's going to satisfy you. You're not going to be drifting, wondering, just always unsatisfied. There's some people, look, let me just tell you something. Look, when someone loses their appetite, and they quit eating. You know what happens to them? They get malnutritioned. And when they get malnutritioned, then you know what happens to them? They get sick. And they're not healthy. And they end up in the hospital. And they end up very sick. And when they finally start eating, that's a sign that they're getting healthy again. 
Now, there's some of you that when you first came to Jesus, you couldn't put the word down. You were hungry for the Lord. You were on fire for the Lord. You couldn't get enough of the Bible. You now, you haven't picked up the Bible in ages. And you go, I don't know what happened. I lost my fire. I lost my zeal. I just kind of, it just kind of left. It didn't leave. You left it. You quit eating. You quit eating the bread of life. You quit seeking God. And now you're malnutritioned. You're spiritually malnutritioned. You're spiritually weak. You're spiritually in need. You're spiritually needing of God. And you are literally dying on the vine. You are sick. You are very weak. And you need God's anointing and his power and his spirit and a hunger and get into his presence because you are dying. And you don't even recognize it. In John chapter 4, verse 13 and 14, he says, anyone, say anyone. Anyone. Who's anyone? We are. Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Man, it's just this water that's flowing and going, and you're going, baby, I feel on fire, man. God has filled me with his love and his mercy, and he has given me his love and his grace, and man, I can't seem to get enough. I just want more and more and more. It's an all-you-could-eat bread buffet, the bread of life. There it is. Come and get it, all you want. That's why he says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, live right, standing, live right. That doesn't mean you might mess up. It might mean you mess up, but you get right back again. You fall, you get back up. And he will give you, who will? God will give you everything you need. What will he give you? Everything you need. What will he give you? Everything you need. So why then are you looking someplace else? Why are you crying out for something else? Why are you looking for something else? Learn to be satisfied in the things of God. Learn to have more than enough. God is a God of more than enough. You will find out that he's enough and then some. Nowadays, the LGBTQ, now they added more. It's the LGBTQIA+. And the plus is just anything else. No, no, no. God is the God of plus, 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 plus infinity. God is never running out. God is more than enough. God is enough. Learn to be satisfied with him. Quit drinking out of some other well. God says, hey, husbands, drink from your own well. That means your wife. Don't be looking for someone else's well. 
and they're trying to dip out of some other man's well, ladies. Don't just act like it's just a man. God says, you know what? When you drink out of my well, you'll never want to try any other water again. You will be satisfied. Now see, some of you don't even understand what I'm talking about. Because you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. And, and you're going and you're, you came tonight and you see all these people all amped up. And they've been praising God and singing. And we had communion and, and you're hearing prayers and, and you're hearing people just get excited about Jesus and then the preaching started and they got all wired up and you're going man they get this is I've never been to a church like this and it's not that you've never been to a church like this you just have never had an encounter with God like this you are encountering the living God right now God is speaking to you the Bible says he stands at the door and he knocks. God is a gentleman. He does not kick down a door. But he's persistent. He doesn't quit knocking. And he's been speaking to some of you for a long time. He's been knocking for a long time. And tonight, you're going, man, I want God, 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 I want God. And so tonight, I want to invite you that if you have never prayed to receive Jesus, you've never prayed to be forgiven by him and accept him as your Savior and your Lord, and you want to do that, raise your hand and say, man, pastor, that's me. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone that's never done that before? That you say, man, I really want to get right with God. I've been slip sliding and drifting. But today I find myself right at your presence. So if that's you, stand to your feet and say that I want that. I want I never prayed that and tonight I want to pray it. Anyone? Yeah. 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 So would you guys pray with my brother? Brother, this is the greatest decision of your life you're making right now. And I applaud your boldness. Just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, tonight I realize how desperately I need you. Forgive me of my sins. Make me brand new. I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. And from this day forward, I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, brother. Come on up here real quick. But I just want to shake your hand. I want to celebrate with you. What's your name? My name's Christopher Mack. Huh? Christopher Mack. Chris. Yes. God bless you, Chris. Look, Pastor Chris has a Bible and some stuff for you. Okay? So, come back here with him. If there's anyone else, go back there with Pastor Chris because we got some stuff. We're celebrating with you, Chris. Now listen to me. Right now you have a decision to make. Do you want to keep half-stepping? Do you want to keep trying other things to satisfy you? Or today do you want to finally say, God, you know what? I've been, I've been just playing around, but tonight, Lord, it's you or nothing at all. 
some of you need to rededicate yourself because you've been playing around and you've been drinking out of other wells. And I'm not even talking like an affair or nothing. You've just been looking for something to satisfy you other than Jesus. And tonight I want to invite you to come and release it, surrender it and say, I want Jesus and only Jesus, Jesus and only Jesus. That's why the song says, what a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. Jesus, our Lord. Would you stand with us as we pray? Make your way up. We have prayer team that want to pray with you. They want to pray with you and stand in the gap with you. And they want to believe that God's going to meet your need right now. So make your way up. There's plenty of room for everybody. Make your way up. But sing it out, would you? Just sing what a mighty, beautiful name it is. Sing it out. Sing it out and just tell him, yes, it is, Lord. Even if you didn't come up, if you want prayer, turn to your neighbor and say, would you pray with me? I've been going through some heavy stuff. Would you stand with me in prayer? Just pray over me right now. Pray with me. confidence.
Yours is Lord. Shout out his name. Say Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the great gift of your son. Thank you for the power right now of renewal. You're renewing people's spirit right now, whether they're in this room or they're online. We are believing that people online right now are literally surrendering their hearts to you. They're getting rededicated. Some are going to start coming back to church, in the church not just with the church, and we thank you that you're there, but we want you back. And God, we're believing that, Lord, that which you began right now, you're going to bring to completion. So Satan, leave us alone. Demons, get off out of our back, get off our life, and go back to hell where you belong, because we are the children of God, washed by the blood of the Lamb. We glorify your name, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, church. We love you. And we're so glad you came out tonight. Don't forget, ladies, this Saturday is Sisterhood. It's at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. God bless you, church.